How can the Enneagram affect your life and your relationship? Stick around and find out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. I'm the host of the show, Derek Hayes, and I'm here to introduce the star of our show, Miss Lita Brooks Hayes. Hello, Lita. Hello. It's always fun to say that. And you keep today, saying that. You got this. Is we're done with that. You've said Lita Brooks Hayes, and you giggle about it every time. Lita Brooks, what? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, today's show, I know you've looked forward to for a very, very long time. Before we get there, Lita has been working as an interior designer for over 20 years. She's incredibly talented and has branched out and opened multiple retail stores and is now blogging and podcasting full time. If that wasn't enough, Lita is a mother of two and now two more and devotes her time to teaching others how to achieve their goals and live life to the fullest. She sums it up best in her branded hashtag, Design Your Life. We are broadcasting live today from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio and the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Business Radio X and the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia, make the right call to 404-777-HURT. Okay, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Like I said, you've been looking to this show, looking forward to this show for a very long time. Yes. I'm going to let you introduce everybody. Please, just give me the mic. I keep talking over you because I'm so excited. So this is a big show, and this is the third show in the Enneagram series that we've been doing. And I have wanted to get my very best girlfriends in this podcast studio for a long time. And I thought and thought, okay, you can't just bring them in. You've really got to have a focus and a topic. And there were a lot of different things that I had toyed with, and this just landed. And I thought, this is it. So in the last show, Derek, you and I and Dr. Nikki, uh, let's introduce Dr. Nikki Tobias. Back again back for the third with show. Us yeah, for... let me tell you how much energy is in this room right now. Right? This is going to be a blast. <laughs> <laughs> the live studio audience yes. is enjoying as well. So I've really challenged Dr. Nikki with not only what, what I was saying, we unpacked you and I as a couple and yes. the strengths and the weaknesses of that. But I got to bring in my three best friends, make them all take the Enneagram test. And Dr. Nikki has the job today of unpacking all of us. And for our listeners, this is really going to go even more in depth, talking about different numbers, different personalities, different childhood traumas and programming that make you who you are and really... We know that this friendship really works. We know that that there are four personalities in this room that have just blended and bonded together. And you're going to tell us why. Right, Dr. Nikki? That's a giant sell in 30 minutes. But we'll see what we <laughs> can do. It's going to be longer than 30. I've never done a 30-minute show. We'll we we always, Mike's, my producer Mike's back there nodding like, yes, we, uh, Lita has to go over on every show. We th- shoot for 30, and it ends up usually being about 40 minutes. So we have a lot to unpack. I am going to introduce each one of my best friends. I'm going to start with Miss Carol Teets Miles. She Ooh. is to my left. Carol, welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you for having me. So would you start by telling everyone, what is your Enneagram number? I'm a two. She is a two. I am a two. Woohoo! Two's unite. Yes. Two power. Derek's a two. If you're just tuning in to the first one, the next best girlfriend that I have here is Miss Maya Bryce. Hello. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Maya, what's your number? I am a seven. The life of the party. (laughs) You can tell by the way she answered the question. Everybody who's a seven. Yes, she is. Seven, seven. Michelle McMillan. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Michelle, what's your number? 
I am an eight. Yes, you are. Michelle is the eight. It's a good point. You know, I said it right before we started recording, but, you know, we sevens and eights are, we're a lot. We're intense. We like intensity. We're aggressive stances. We're a lot. And so uh, it's it's sort of no surprise that there are a lot of sevens and eights in this room because we're too much for an awful lot of people. Um, but the twos love everybody. We're so, uh, so we're so we're grateful so that nice. yes, they we're so, so grateful that the twos love us tolerant. anyway. <laughs> That's funny. We, we love everyone. So at this table, it is all seven, eight, two. Yeah. Right. And and we eights have a seven wing. So again, there's no coincidence in how that is playing itself out. Wow. Okay. All right. So dig a little bit deeper into that. So you've got a table here. You've got four best friends. Let's see. Two eights, a two, and a seven. Well, let's talk about the seven first because we've talked about eights and twos okay. on okay. the first and second podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let's, you being an eight, yep. Nikki an eight, and then me a two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's unpack the seven. Unpack the seven. I'm going to put my in the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, we as the eights in this room are seven wing, but it says here, you know, on the diagram that we're happen to be looking at that sevens are adventurers. So um, sevens don't have any tool belts in the feeling triad, which means they're never going to make decisions out of their feelings. So they're going to make decisions out of um, their thought and then they're going to take action and so um, sevens feel like when people get really emotional around them they feel like the walls are coming in right like that it's it feels really um, constricting and they hate that sevens never want to feel constricted in anything and so feelings help them feel constricted but um, people who are too stuffy people who like situations and scenarios that feel too strict it's like I can't I I need to bust out of here, literally. Like, I feel like I got to break out. And so us eights with a seven wing, that um, that really influences our eightness. Um, We're a little less grounded than eight wing nines. Um, But sevens, again, are are often fun, the life of the party. Now, does that mean sevens don't feel? Of course not. What it means, though, is that that's going to need to be very intentional for them to feel their feelings and that they're almost not likely at all to make a decision out of their feelings unless they're intentional about doing that as well. Okay, Maya. Interesting. How does, <laughs> how does that resonate as she she's talking and describing? Do you say, okay, that sounds like me or Meh, I don't know? I mean, I definitely hate when people around me are sad or, you know, negative or just struggling. I instantly want to um, make them happy. I want to help make them, them laugh. make them laugh. Yep. Um I mean, I definitely don't want to sit and stay in a pocket of of grief or sadness. I want to help lift them up. Um, And I'm totally fine talking about anybody's sad, like feelings. I feel like I'm pretty good at that. That's definitely what I pour most of my time in in my life. But... um, but you're you're right. I don't want to Quick sit to in and fix stay it. in it. Quick Let's to help them fix feel it. better. Yes. And then, how often though are you talking about your feelings and actually feeling them and leaning into it? Um, <laughs> not never, as often. Never. Never. You have to get me on an extended trip or a sleepover. I feel like to get to the point where I would get to that place where I would, you know. But any quick visit, party, anything quick with me. You know, it's the yeah. truth. I hate I it. Well, I'll say yeah. this too. Maya is a mentor to young people, mm-hmm. uh, and she, you dive deep into that for a lot of people. Uh, and your background is counseling, yes. Yes. right? That's what you I went mean, to I school for. I definitely want to yeah. just help people feel better and happy. I mean, even from going through as a what was the title? Um, the Celebrate Recovery. Yes. You went through mm-hmm. as a, is it a coach recovery. or yes. yes, a leader, a leader in, in my leader. group. But I did the program. I impact everything everyone else did. Um, it was amazing. 
um, loved it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. The other thing I would want to note about uh, ones, because we've talked a little bit about the stress number and the growth, and this is a place where sevens get really uh, sort of misunderstood. And so this is helpful. Um, so sevens, if you follow the arrow, on, again, on the chart that we have, go to one in, in stress. And so sevens, who are typically the life of the party, bouncing around, keeping things moving, become much more demanding, much more controlling, much more dualistic, black and white. There's a right and a wrong um, when they're in stress. And so if you look at that side by side, so like, you know, during the day, she's in a great mood. And that night, she's like white knuckling the world. And there's a right and a wrong and and very almost like dictatorial about, um, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. There, again, in relationships, somebody could go and be like, why are you being such a whatever, fill in the blank? Or knowing the Enneagram and knowing her to say, I'm noticing again, some of your stress behaviors. I'm noticing some of your oneness. What can I do to help or what's going on? And again, isn't that the beginning either of a fight or of healing, right? It's the beginning true. of a yeah, fight true. to call her a name and say, what's your problem? And it's the beginning of healing and strength in the relationship to say, I'm noticing some of those stress behaviors. What can I do? What do you need? What's going on? And then letting her go to wherever level she's comfortable to share the feeling part of whatever is going on. So interesting. Good. <laughs> Do you now, feel like you just had a therapist? That's what exactly yes. what I was like. <laughs> so does that all kind of ring true with you? It does. It does. I mean, I guess I feel like I am care so much about everybody else's feelings. It does disappoint me a little bit that maybe I'm not sharing mine as much. So I definitely would want to work on that. Too. Yeah. Well, we have I twenty. We have twenty. Five, like, thirty I minutes. Care, so go yeah. ahead. Yeah. But I want everyone to feel loved and happy, and you know. But I, I don't know. I. We'll work on that. The other way it's important for us sevens and eights to, to think about sort of why you all get along in the room is so we eights go to five in stress, but sevens go to five in security. So when we think about this energy that is more grounded, that is calmer, that is more um, objective, that is more information based, that's a little uh, less of us, us sevens and eights putting all of our energy out into the world and more sort of pulling our resources back in, having a little bit of quiet time, even sharing that number, even though for one of us it's growth and the other it's stress, it's almost like sharing a line because it's like, I know what that energy feels like. I know what it's like when you need to be in that five space because I need that five space just differently or for different reasons than you do. And so again, sevens and eights are sharing, like they could be each other's wing, but we're also sharing that five space. And so there's a lot when people talk that you're like, oh, I so get that. Or like that really resonates sure. for me. That feels yeah. right in my body. I know what you're talking about. The problem is, you know, so I think I mentioned, uh, I know this guy who's sponsoring um, some folks who are in addiction recovery and they're all sevens. So there's a lot of sevens and eights in addiction recovery. Um, and I said, you know, you all being sevens is really helpful because you get each other in some ways. The problem or the, the thing to be careful about is you all then have the same blind spot. Right. Like yeah. you all see the yeah. world the same way. So yeah. it's like easy to say, I get it. And I understand it. Of course you think that, but then you're not necessarily going to challenge There's each other because right. it's like There's you no all agree that it ought to be fun sure. and There's you no want to keep it fun. And so then you need, you know, to be intentional about having other people in your world that say, whoa, why would you assume that? I don't see the world like that. You, like, and, and, and just challenging some of how we think and, and how we show up in the world. All right. I want you to clarify one thing. And we said it in the first show, but I think it's very relevant. We are staring at the graph here. But I think for the girls, as they're unpacking this, as you're talking, 
talk about the wings. They yeah. were very specific. Michelle saying, yes, I want to yeah. know about that. Mm-hmm. Tell them what does that mean? Yeah. So, so do a very quick 30,000 foot view. Our base number, again, is a reaction to our trauma and kind of how we view the world. It's like we put goggles on, we see the whole world um, through that. So that's when we're talking about we're a two or we're a seven or we're an eight. That's your base number. And then your wings, literally like angel wings or wings on a bird or the number on the diagram on either side of you. That's it. There's no other number that can be a wing. So for us eights, it's seven and nine. Um, for sevens, it's eight and six for twos it's one and three that's it it can only be the number on either side of you and they say we're born with one pretty strong and that we strengthen uh, the other wing in the second half of our life so some people um, will feel it pretty balanced and some people will feel like um, one is much stronger than the other my seven wing is much stronger than my nine wing but I'm learning um, the value of the tools in the nine tool belt and how and when to use them and then again in the diagram that we're looking at if you go with the arrow that points to the behavior that we take on in stress and if you go against the arrow from your base number that points to the number that we take on in security um, and so again we never become our wings or our stressor or security number the way I describe it my Dr. Nikkiism for the Enneagram is they're all like tool belts with different tools and so we wear our base tool belt most often but we get to borrow tools from our wing tool belts and our stress and our growth tool belts um, in the situations that that need or require them. So when you were talking and you went we were talking about Maya and she would have a very specific she goes to one yeah you were talking about her being a one and Mm -hmm. that she very rarely talks about herself talks about her feelings I started thinking about Carol because I think especially in the first few years of our friendship I think it's much more open now because we're all so close and we've been together so many years but Carol definitely she's a solid two and mm-hmm. I can read all the words and, mm-hmm. and just know she's absolutely she's a nurturer. She's more of a two than me. That says mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. says an awful lot. Yeah. It's yes. Really? I surround myself with two. Right? Yes, I got yes. two solid twos right yeah. here. But I do think she's got a lot of one like she Mm -hmm. really wants to know everything about everyone and very few people know her deepest darkest stuff yeah that's about being a two because again remember when i said to you that twos and nines rarely know what they need because they're busy you know sort of taking care of other people and focused on other people and so when a two is really trying to anticipate what everybody else needs and then provide it to them and then you say to a two what do you need or what would be most helpful right now and they're just befuddled or like i don't know they're not trying to blow you off they genuinely don't know because they've been busy you know spinning all the plates for everybody else's need and so that that self-sacrificing means I didn't really think about what I needed I'm just doing 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 for everybody else and feeling for everyone else and so um, the oneness though oneness is more perfectionism is that improver tendency ones have the most critical inner voice of any number on the Enneagram so ones are much harder on themselves than anybody else will ever be and so for a seven like I said for that life of the party to suddenly become the person who is um you know less fun more directive there's a right and a wrong we're gonna do it right um you know there's a right way to do it and and it's gonna get better and we have to make it better and uh you know not that ones don't laugh and have fun don't get me wrong but like this sense that um that there's such a shift there between fun and exciting and life of the party and kind of drilling down to there's a right and a wrong answer we're doing this thing and it's going to be happen this certain way and again if people don't know her well or don't know sevens well they might get really offended by that 
but really it's just a clue that there's some stress we don't know about and let's figure that part out right like let's actually resolve the stress and so again we talked about twos go to eight in stress so they have more of a, a sort of backbone they're they're more advocating for themselves than other people and so that's just great to know um, and then for us uh, as eights go to five in stress and so when we are people who put all of ourselves out in the world suddenly when my friends don't hear from me for a couple days or I'm not my big boisterous self when I'm teaching or on podcasts or whatever, they're like, Oh, what's going on? (laughs) Right. That's the clue. Like that quiet energy or me like staying home on a Saturday. And they're like, Oh, that's the clue that we're in the land of stress. And it doesn't mean I'm out of control. It doesn't mean everything's terrible. It just means I'm feeling kind of low in gas or even empty. And the five energy is how I refuel. One energy is how sevens refuel. And eight energy is how, um, you know, twos can refuel. All right. We've talked about Maya. We're starting to talk about Carol and Michelle. You're still waiting. Your turn's coming. (laughs) Don't worry. You'll have plenty of air time. But let's take this quick commercial break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, everyone. Lita here. I want to share an opportunity for all my listeners to become a part of the show. As you know, the Status Life with Lita podcast is a teaching podcast. I take all of life's big topics, such as stress, marriage, divorce, co-parenting, weight loss, living a healthy lifestyle, entrepreneurship, parenting, and grief. I've also taught the difference between an interior designer and a decorator, design trends, and how to make a house a home. If you listen to any or all the shows and you have a story to tell, I want to hear it. Please go to Status Life with Lita on Facebook or Instagram, give the page a like, and send me a direct message about how the information in the podcast helped you. Each person whose story gets shared on the podcast will receive a $50 Visa gift card. I will contact you personally to let you know you've been chosen and to get your address to mail the card. I love my listeners, and now it's time for you to become a part of the show. I have a second chance to win. If you have an idea for a show topic I have not yet covered, you can also submit an entry for a chance to win. If chosen, you will receive a $25 Visa gift card. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I can't wait to read your stories. Hello, everyone. As a listener of the Status Life with Lita podcast, you already know I'm attorney Derek Hayes. I've been practicing law in the state of Georgia now for over 26 years. My firm specializes in cases involving personal injury, catastrophic injury, nursing home abuse, and any other situation where someone was injured by the negligence of others. As I've said before, if insurance companies ever resolve claims the way they should, I'd be out of a job, but I'm not worried about that happening. Did you know insurance adjusters are trained to pay you as little as possible to protect their company's bottom line. They say they're genuinely concerned about you, but really the goal is to settle the claim with you for far less money than you deserve. My job is to make sure they pay the full value of your claim and nothing less. You can speak directly with me by calling my office at 404-777-HURT, visit my website at DerekMHayes.com, or check out my social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to catch my podcast, Injury Insider with Derek Hayes, wherever you enjoy your favorite podcast. I look forward to speaking with you. Welcome back. Before the break, we were teasing about uh, getting to Carol again. And so I want to go a little deeper with Carol and her number as a two. And you've heard some of the things that were being said. So, Carol, do you see yourself falling into that two category? I mean, that's where you tested. Absolutely. 
the nurturer, the the servant, the the care about everybody. Yes, I speak that. my 100%. language. Yes. Maya, Michelle, mm-hmm. we would yes, all I nod agree. our head yes on that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so why did you want to retake it though? Because I can say that jokingly. <laughs> you said, "Oh, I took it in the middle of the night." I'm like, "No, you are a two. Out of this group, I probably am the emotional one, the um, the sensitive one, the sentimental, over sentimental one. Everything matters. Everything has a reason. So I was like, no, it can't be that this test is telling me I'm really a two also. But I guess I'm a two. The test was right. That's very true. The test is right. All right. So since we've already done Maya, would you agree that Maya is absolutely a seven? Absolutely. The life of the party. Life of the party. Oh, all the time. Maya, um, the party doesn't start until Maya gets there and starts dancing. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> and the music's that. not playing. There's everybody never music, but that. she's dancing. Yes, she is the life of the party. Oh, All right, funny. so Dr. Nikki, we, we've unpacked these two. It's time to, to turn to Michelle. Yes, Michelle tested as a an eight. An eight, yes, I did test as an eight. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked a lot about eights and, and uh, Lita and I are both eight wing seven. So we're, we're sort of sister children. Um, and again, I said, I think, you know, we are we are intense and everybody cannot handle uh, the energy we, that we bring. And so, uh, you know, I sort of I learned that you are a, a, an airline pilot. I can only imagine the kind of stress that 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 might entail and, and that you enjoy the intensity of, uh, you know, really hard work yes. and like being proud of yourself when you've worked hard and and, uh, and there's something to show for it. Yes, um, I think I perform better under stress. Yeah, I do. Is that an eight trait? Because I could say that about myself. Like, if I don't have any pressure, I'm just flailing. Mm-hmm. You think that about yourself, too? Well, I do, especially whenever, you know, the schedule's busy or, you know, I've got a tough trip up, a, you know, up ahead. I look forward to it. Okay. I look forward to a low visibility approach. And when we say know? a pilot, we're not talking about just a small jet. You're flying across the pond. Yes. yes. She does international every single time. Mm-hmm. So you have typically how many passengers? Around 300 passengers. I mean, that's stress. That's yeah. intense. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, um, you know, we all do better, I think, when we're busier. We're just get more done. Everybody everybody gets gets more done when we're busier. But, you know, the way I've explained it, and, and you know, you tell me, Michelle, if it feels that way for you, um, but I feel like almost like a horse in a race in the gate. Like, I'm, like, revving. Like, I feel... Uh, or like a drag racer, I feel mm-hmm. that like rev in my body, like waiting for the green light or waiting for the gate to open. Like, I'm raring to go. Yeah. And just waiting for the the okay you know you actually feel alive yeah yeah you do but and we get addicted i think right to that level of intensity and so as i've aged and i can't do all the same things i might have done when i was 20 or i'm looking at what is most important because i want to do all the things all the time Mm -hmm. i want to take every i want to make the most i'm like i have this one life i want every drop of what it has available for me but that has and can cost me relationships. It can cost me health and peace and comfort and sleep and all the things that I know yeah. I need. A really good friend said this to me. Um, she goes, you can do everything, just not at once. Right. Yep. That's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are an eight wing seven, 
huge yes. seven. So I mean, my you, question, you're, you're a set like you are also the life of the party. Yeah. I mean, Michelle is a big yes. bright light when yeah. she walks into it. Yeah, yeah. we know yes. that mm-hmm. too. Listen, yeah. when an eight walks in a room, everybody knows it, and we don't even have to have opened our mouths, right? There, there's just an energy. That's I think, because a two's about holding eights. the door for the oh, eight. Well, and you <laughs> might very well have. You might, but, <laughs> but they didn't I see you yet. Here. You're still outside holding the door, right? They didn't <laughs> see you yet. But it's like, well, and I think you know, and I would say, especially in this group, they believe that female eights are the most um, discriminated against and the most misunderstood right if you're a male eight you get all the kudos you get the pats on the back it's like it's all good if you're a female eight you get called all the names in the book and people are super intimidated and it's like it's really not fair and and we as eights care a lot about fairness and equity and so I just think it's ironic right that like God helped make us eights and then we care about fairness and equity and we are the ones most treated unfairly and like I was like always in that wrestle Um, but yeah you guys had questions about in the assessment if it ended up that you had another number that had a percentage higher than the number it told you you were all right michelle read yours because yours was real specific to this your number read your percentages so i am an eight at 60 percent Mm-hmm. And then I'm a seven at 74%. Yeah. And so the way that particular assessment works is the first two thirds of the assessment, you're taking, you're answering questions across all nine numbers, right? Everything you could be. And then the final third of the assessment, people get mad about because what they do is that last third is only the questions for the numbers that have risen to the top for you. So, you know, you might have been answering all questions that were seven and eight. Um, at, you know, that's probably most of us. But like Carol has a really strong six um, but she's a two so what it means is those last questions get harder for us because it's all the things we like pitted against only all the other things that we like and so um, what then happens is you know your uh, 74% for seven might have been across the entire assessment but when you got down to that last third you chose the eight answers more than the seven answers when eight was pitted against seven you chose eight more which makes you an eight understand in the first podcast too i'll throw this back in we discussed the fact that when you take this assessment yeah you'll have a series of adjectives that'll say this 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 and this and they'll throw another one in there and you read the first three and you're oh yeah that's me and you get to the fourth or the fifth and you go wait a minute mm-hmm. that's not me yeah but it's the most, most like you like the most you, like you and, and, and i you select and that answer absolutely and i think this is a great assessment but i also always say assessments are only as good as you know yourself and you're willing to be honest about it if you answer the way you think your partner would answer for you or the way your mom says you are or your boss or whatever you are not going to get an accurate assessment result and remember the Enneagram was created way 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 before there were ever computers and people to make tests you were supposed to just learn all of this and study all of it and look at the core motivations and the core fears and figure out which number resonated for you the most we just happen to live in a culture and an environment now where like we want immediate gratification we want an answer right now okay so we have a table full of the same and and uh, different numbers do certain numbers gravitate towards another number as a friendship? Meaning, if I have an issue, am I going to go, or does it depend on the issue, am I going to go to an eight? Am I going to find my nurturing two? Or am I going to squash the whole thing and go to the life <laughs> of the party? party? <laughs> like, where, is, is there a natural course here? Yeah. So I think it depends. Like, we all know what people are going to say or do or what they're going to provide for us. So I think the question in that scenario is, what are you looking for? Are you looking for nature, uh, nurture? Are you looking for a distraction? Are you looking for somebody going to shoot you really straight, even if you don't want to hear what the answer is, right? Because we eights are going to shoot straight out of love, 
but I'm going to shoot you straight and you're probably not going to like it. A seven's going to say, how do we make this more fun? How do we <laughs> fix it? A glass of wine. A two's going <laughs> to, right. But, but a two's going to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Come and here, like want to sit you. down and, yeah, and, and really walk it through. <laughs> and so I think we just get good. You know, um, my grandmother is a total rock star and, uh, and really, really, really fierce. She is also an eight. Um, but I knew growing up that if I needed nurture and somebody to celebrate an accomplishment with me, she was not my phone call (laughs) because she was going to say, why you? And how are you going to do that better? And you know, like she was hard on me and, um, and listen, I'm part of how I became an aide and who I am now is because of that. But it's like, I don't call her when I have something I want to celebrate because she's just not going to be the gushy, Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Uh, you can't wait to hear. You know, she's that's just not her shtick. Now, part of that is the decade she was raised. You know what I mean? She's had a, a hard time. But I do know who I can call who's going to say, Oh my gosh, it's about time. I'm so excited that happened for you. You know what I mean? Like, we know who to go to for what things, and we, we tend to seek that out. So, I have an interesting example of Carol. So, this is Status Life with Lita. So, we've unpacked all the business stuff. Everybody knows that my retail store closed, and I had a really hard time with it. We've talked about the depression I went through. So, we're not going to rehash that. But in all of that happening to me, yeah, Carol was a big part of that. You were a vendor at the store. She felt the same loss. You know, she, uh, you know, in losing status, you know, her business had to go too because there wasn't a physical location. But I remember you, t- so I, I'm going to Carol and I'm looking for comfort. And I remember you chose a different tactic. And maybe because you were hurting as well. Nikki can say that. Maybe she's in her eight space. But she might have been in her eight space because she gave me tough love. And it was very out of character for Carol. Do you remember this? Do you remember you even texting me and you were like, put your big girl panties on. I'm giving you tough love. And I didn't want it. I'd never gotten it from you. And I didn't like it. And it made me very uncomfortable. It was like, Mm -hmm. as an eight, my two who should have just nurtured me and let me like cry on her shoulder was trying to tough love. Probably me not realizing she was suffering the same way. But do do you see what I mean? I do. It's like she she chose from a different toolbox and her eight didn't love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. It's interesting to look look back at though. We didn't have numbers. You know, I wasn't mad at you, but it was like – that's not at all what I wanted. Yeah. And you then know? she hung up the phone and looked at me and said, I'm going to Maya's to have a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that puts you in that space of what is needed and required at that time. Yeah. yeah. She didn't need to sit and wallow. And she had enough responsibility and enough stress during that time. She needed to take the realization, this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening. We're moving on. And you're going you're going and it might have been tough love but she was still providing to you she was still providing what she thought you needed even though it took on a different tone and tenor than you thought and and, you know and we eights we struggle because we are such doers right we they joke that we're like the fire ready aim people Mm -hmm. we did the thing and then thought oh like probably should have thought about that for a second first (laughs) and so it's like we struggle as eights not we'll hear everybody's stuff we can handle everybody's stuff but then i'm like so what are you gonna do about it like I okay that, now what let's let's solve the problem let's do the thing let's get on with it I really struggle with people who want to stay stuck 
Like who want no, to stay in the misery, who want to stay in the sadness. And listen, we have all of our feelings. People end up in Celebrate Recovery and Addicted because they don't acknowledge and feel through their feelings. We've got to feel all of it and experience all of it. But when you want to stay stuck there, I have a real problem. I do too. I can't hang out with those folks. I have a curveball question. Who are, not who, what number typically stays stuck in the muck? So to speak. Uh, fours. Fours? Fours are, are sort of like Eeyore. Fours like the, the cloud with the, you know. The, the Eeyore. The, I like that. The <laughs> rain coming out of it. You know, there's, it's not that they love um, feeling bad necessarily. They just love feeling their feelings. And, uh, and so I, they're kind of like pigs in mud, right? They just like mm-hmm. to like swim around in all the different feelings but like i said they also love candles and pillows and things that are beautiful and they're just more connected uh you know with things that evoke feelings than most of the rest of us are that's really neat is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is a four someone that i'm not going to say this right can't see past it or doesn't have friends in their life that are sevens and eights to help push them along and so fours are more loner type people yeah so well fours as the individualist um, whenever I'm in a big room doing a speaking gig or teaching something about the Enneagram and there are multiple fours in the room they're really mad about it because they swore that they were unique enough that there would not be another four in the room right and so you know they do want to be individualists they do want to be unique and it's you know it's the difference between fitting in and belonging belonging is other people accept me for exactly who I am fitting in is I change I change in order to be accepted by this room right so they want to belong but they want to be 100% themselves if that makes sense and so I think that's part of the interesting piece is like they want to be able to muck around in their feelings, but have everybody still be really accepting of the muck around. Sure. And, uh, and so I, I will tell you, of all the numbers, fours are the ones that I can struggle with the most. Because, again, I don't, I don't want to stick around with anybody staying stuck in right. the gunk. And right. so that's interesting because fours are stuck to – or they go back to one and to two. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yep. And their wings are three and five, of course. Yes, all right, Maya. I see <laughs> you waiting. jumping out of her chair over there. I have a quick question. I happen to be sitting next to her. She kicked me twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Because a seven wants to have fun and That's do that. Right. So it, once you, you have your number, once you figure it out, can your number change? Yeah. No. Yeah, you're your number your whole life. And so what, what can move, maybe move is a better word yes. than change, is like like I said, let's say you're born with that one wing stronger and we strengthen that other wing intentionally, right? We mm-hmm. can get a, a stronger have better balance among our wings and we can intentionally spend more time in our growth number in our security number right you're, you're going to be in your stress number we all experience stress but we can more intentionally use the tools in our growth tool belt or sort of strengthen those muscles but your number will never change over time um, because again like you got it knee high to a grasshopper put some goggles on and you view the entire world for the rest of your life through those goggles that part is never different okay. so that's really relevant and I know I asked you this because Derek's here and we're married and you know there are traits it's like can he change that right the answer is no 
I mean, he can change. So, so first of all, we have no control over anyone else, right? Raise a two-year-old. Like, you have absolutely oh. no control over another human. We have some influence sometimes. We can't control anyone else. So you, you know, any of us nagging anybody to do or fix or change something about themselves, not going to work. Unless or until they decide that it's in their best interest to change. Now, if they change because it's in their best interest because they just don't want to argue with you, is that truly an internal, intrinsic motivation to fix it? No. They just don't want to fight. And at some point, you know, it's different, hopefully, when you're married and you're maybe more committed. But I think when you're dating and somebody's nagging at you, nagging at you, nagging at you to change a thing, you're more likely to cut and run. Like, this isn't working. They they don't like inherently who I am. And this is a thing that I'm not willing to change. Now, can a two have a stronger backbone and advocate for themselves more often? Absolutely. Can we as eights be more nurturing and generous and kind and more vulnerable? Absolutely. Can sevens, um, you know, get to their five energy more? Absolutely. The numbers that we already have, like I said, I use a hammer every day all the time. I'm really good at using a hammer. Um, Derek has learned how to use the hammer at work and it works for him. And so he's pretty good at it. But people that don't have an eight are not using a hammer all the time. So if I hand you a hammer, you're just not going to be as good at it from the beginning as somebody who uses it every day. And so that's the way I imagine this. It's like, I can get better using my two tools, but the only way I get better using the two tools is to practice using the two tools or my five tools, right? And so it just means intentionally leaning in and strengthening those muscles and getting more adept at those tools and feeling more confidence in them and knowing that they each serve a purpose. But I, I love you, Derek. I was just <laughs> I wasn't asking her privately if you could change. I was just saying, listen. Oh, I'm in the really hot seat. I'm always in the hot me. seat. Can but you change it? I, I so. do have a curveball again. Yes. Okay. What? Since I'm the only guy here, and many times in all of your shows, actually, I've always the men been listening the only are guy. So here. feeling like you're yes. so spoiled. Well, Mike is behind me because <laughs> you know every time I say something after the show's over, Michael goes, "That's my answer." You and I are the same. Mm -hmm. So here we go. All right, this is the curveball for this one. I am here. I'm a two. We've talked about it repeatedly in, in all three shows now, but I want to put each one of the other girls on the spot, and I want you to guess what number you think your spouse is. So we'll start with Michelle. What number do you think Jason would be on this chart? Now, Jason is also an airline pilot. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to He is a very different blinds, personality than he, Michelle, right. though. He's they have different. the same career, but different. So if you but had wait, to guess. I'm interrupting. I'm not supposed to interrupt. I was told that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> she can't help so, herself. <laughs> she needs to liven this thing up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually did end up like finding out what our spouses was. So maybe we Derek should answer in that. a two oh, part. No, yeah, we know. should answer in a two part what we thought they were and then what they're. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Well, then, yes, I wasn't yes. aware of that. Okay. He's not on our text thread. I was left This out. is where yeah. we talk about him behind his back. <laughs> so I did have my husband take the Enneagram, Enneagram yeah. test this morning, and his result was not what I thought it was going to be. Okay, so what did you think it would be? I thought he was going to be an eight. Uh -huh. Really? Okay. Because he has, in my opinion, a personality, I feel like we are very similar. Um, but what came out was he is a nine. Yeah. Eights, so nines um, and eights end up often really enjoying each other because nines are super go with the flow and anti-conflict. Um, and again, sometimes it takes that for all of our big energy and big opinions. Yes. But he might have an eight wing. So again, he understands what that energy feels like in his body. He has a one wing. Well, so we all have both. 
We all have both wings. So he has an eight and a one. His one might be stronger. Yes, his but second number. But you also have said that, that during the course of your life, you may, as a nine, be more of a one at a certain point in your life. Right. But then you start the becoming other. more of a, yeah. a an eight. Right. But as I read the number nine, like, that is so him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if and again, they, they really want to go with the flow and they really can handle all of our big energy. Yes. The rub sometimes is then we want them to have an opinion. We want them. I want you to fight for something. I Michelle. want you to give a crap about <laughs> something. Went, oh my God. Yes. And you're just to go with the flow. And that can get us in a lot of trouble. It's a shame this isn't videotaped. <laughs> she about fell out of her chair. Yep. That about sums it up. Maya, your turn. <laughs> this is why I do couples coaching around the Enneagram, because when you understand why another person does what they do, all of a sudden you don't take it personally. You don't get your feelings so hurt. You don't make it mean stuff it doesn't mean that's inaccurate. And we actually talk through it, and then we have the language to continue talking about it as a couple. That's awesome. Changes the game. All right, all right Maya. so Maya, okay. let's talk about Mac. So I definitely thought without a doubt Max's first number would be an eight um he has a very strong personality he loves to be a leader he's forward driving he's driven he's you know he he's a solid eight to me but Mac is also the life of the party he's the funniest person I've ever met um he I don't know he just has this fun joyous way about him all the time but I knew the eight would be stronger so and he's exactly I had him take the test and he was eight was his first number and seven was his second number so that's was, awesome that that's perfect I do y'all think yeah. that about I think Matt? everybody around yeah. the table yes. would have guessed oh, yeah. that yeah yeah yeah, definitely. yeah. All right, let's talk about Rob. Right, Rob? Carol's well. husband is Rob. And she only refers to him as Rob Miles. Rob Miles. <laughs> Rob Miles. <laughs> Rob Miles. Well, when he found out I was a two, he said, you didn't need to take a test. I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, you take the test, and let's discuss you. Mm-hmm. I guessed him as a seven. He and Maya are a lot alike. They are both life of the party. Um there is just that way about them that when they walk in a room, it just... The vibration changes. The whole vibration changes. Yeah. What I was curious about is would he score more eight? Mm, no. I figured he would be more nine also, and he did. He scored nine. He is a peacemaker. He's very loving. He um, hates conflict. Mm-hmm. He would more... He would rather mediate as Derek is a lawyer then have to get involved in anything mm-hmm. so he's a nine um, very much a nine mm-hmm. um, what was his second number well seven was his first nine was his second but but it said he was a nine but it yep, said nine it said oh. nine mm-hmm. yeah so he, he so was. the struggle really quickly with twos and nines is neither of them really know what they want so twos don't know what they want because they're you know taking care of everybody to put else it bluntly. we're pleased we're too busy pleasing each other yeah. well and, and, the, and the nines else. are go with the flow get along to get along so yeah. you know they don't again if you asked a nine what, what do you really want right now I'm like i don't know whatever whatever anybody else wants. And so that is lovely until a decision has to be made and then neither of them want to make it because it's like, oh, you know, this has big implications and that can feel uh, really daunting. That's funny she just said that because we just had this conversation about us last night in planning. We have a little trip coming up and both of us were like, oh, we hate 
this. Like, we hate this part. We hate the decision part. So, Oh, you don't hate decisions, Lita. <laughs> I know. I, do, it's not, I hate the plan. I don't know why. This is about okay. me. I hate planning. We all, these were my three bridesmaids. Uh-huh. And I, their husbands were the three. So three of the I was now. driving a couple of them at the table crazy because I kept saying, I don't care. What, what time mm. do you want us there? I don't care. What yeah. do you want our hair to look like? This I is don't not care. a big enough deal for I, me to get maybe, in it about. Maybe that's what it yeah. was. Like there was, but I'm like that. What, what time are we meeting? I don't care. Like, and I don't mean I don't care. Right. I just really can't be bothered. Like it yeah. just, I don't know. There's something yeah, about Yeah, it's just not important enough. We, we do big, me. big things. And so these are the little things can fall by the wayside. I wouldn't have put it that way, but that resonates. So yeah. I yeah. don't know. Just, All right. So I have one other quick point, and that is each of you have kids. Do you think you're going to have your kids take the Enneagram test and guess what they might be? like you did with your spouse to see what they turn out to be. Oh, absolutely. Yes. 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 Elise wants to. She's already yeah. asked three times. So yeah. I want to take That it. would be really fun yeah. to see what all the kids Elise is an yeah. eight. She doesn't need to take the test. I Elise know. is an eight. I know. I would say just For those that don't know, that is Lita's daughter, and she is truly a mini-me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The only, the only reservation I have about young people taking it is sometimes like they'll take it and they get whatever the number is, and maybe that isn't quite accurate for them because they don't know themselves very well or they don't have the verbiage yet, and then we put clothes on them that don't fit. So like yes. we learn they're a seven and then we treat them like a seven, like a seven, like a seven, and then they're not. And it's like, then they can't ever measure up because we've sort of put clothes on them that don't fit. So just be super careful that, um, that as young people, they're a work in progress and it's totally okay to be whoever they are. And that when they're a little older, maybe we'll try this again and see if that fits, but it can be entertaining and it can be fun. Um, but don't then force it on them in case it isn't the right fit. Okay. All, All right. right. What what age do you think would be a good a first? It depends on their age. maturity and their vocabulary. At least late teens. Okay. And even then, okay. it can be dicey because they're worried about what their friends think and the whole fitting in mm. and belonging thing again. Um, you want to make sure they're pretty comfortable in their own skin and know themselves pretty well. Yeah. All right. Well, it is time to start wrapping up. Before we do that, though, I'd like to go back around the room and and let each one of you, uh, you know, close out with whatever you'd like to say about what you learned from the Enneagram. We're we'll looking start at with Carol. You. I don't We're know looking, why we just went to her. Uh, I don't know, but I wasn't <laughs> her in she, She's a um, fellow, too, and we united, and so For sure. So what I learned today is um, I'll be getting Dr. Nikki's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Rob and I, both people pleasers, too, and life of the party and the nurturer, both in many aspects, can come together and maybe find a, a better ground that we both can stand that. upon. Yes, it's okay. so powerful. And discover some things about each other that maybe that's why sometimes we do think we can change them or they get on our nerves or things like that. When like, sidebar, I've never met any of your husbands. Let's just make it like I, you know, the things I told yeah. you about you and your partnership, I know none of them, right? Yeah. It's just how it works out with the Enneagram. All right, Maya, real quick. I feel the same way as Carol. I'm most interested um, to leave here and learn more about. Mac and I, our dynamic is Enneagrams and tools or, you know, whatever we could do to better our relationship or, you know, speak love languages a little bit better or showing more grace towards our I would be curious because Mac Jr., your oldest, yes. is a teenager. He's probably ready to take yes. this. Yeah. And he's got that sweet, he's about to be, you know, soft personality. Be yeah. curious to see where he sits. All right, Hi, Michelle. Michelle. Um, I've just learned more about personalities and how we all work 
together and get along and what forms the bonds between us. Mm -hmm. And I am so glad that you'd sent out, make Jason take the test because now a lot of things <laughs> yes. are Very eye-opening. It all makes sense. And I love it. Yeah, it's I, so good. Isn't it I, I so appreciate yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, I've loved this whole yeah. series. This is our, you know, third of three. Uh, so I've had Dr. Nikki for a lot of hours, and we did, yeah. you know, some prep work. I feel like we're going to need to do other. like an oil change in a few months. Right, right? we're going to need right? to do like prep yes. for this. We yeah. should do Absolutely. one with the husbands. Oh, that'd, that'd be so be fun. Yes. That'd be a lot. That's of fun. another three part. Finally, you I could ask you and yours. Strength in numbers. I could ask you guys. That's right. All right. Well, we do need to wrap up. So, Dr. Nikki, I'll let you real quick close out for you. Yes, Dr. Nikki Tobias, Grounded Vision, Speaking Coaching Consulting. So I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Come find me, and I'd love to see if we'd be a good good fit to work together. And I'm Status Life with Lita. This is the Status Life with Lita podcast. That is my Instagram handle, my Facebook page, and also the email. So share your Enneagram stories with me uh, and also Dr. Nikki. Yeah, I love it. We love it. Um, that is what we are here to do. We've unpacked uh, my husband and my three best friends, but we can unpack yours too. So love to hear from you. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us on Status Life with Lita, presented by Business Radio X, the law office of Derek M. Hayes, and Subaru of Gwinnett. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and Lita's Instagram, Status Life with Lita, so you don't miss any upcoming shows. This program and all the other shows are available on your favorite podcast apps. Until next time, for Lita Brooks Hayes, I'm Derek Hayes, and you're listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. Business Radio X.